to All Things Latina Podcast, where every week you will learn about topics relating to business, career, and lifestyle, while at the same time receiving a kick of motivation. If you're ready to pursue your dreams and goals, then you are where you need to be. I'm your host, Tani Estefi, a traveler, digital guru, and hot sauce loving Latina. Hola, hola. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about a hair product line that I have been loving called Cantu Beauty and their avocado collection with pure avocado oil, shea butter, aloe, mango seed butter, and olive oil to help hydrate, define, and seal in moisture. Many of you ladies listening can probably relate to the struggle of having wavy to curly hair and it can get tangled and not to mention how damaged and dry your hair gets after you've dyed it so many times from going light then back to dark again. If you can relate to any of these situations, then I recommend this product for you. I have personally been using their products for the last several months and it's made a huge difference in my hair. After I wash my hair, it comes out super hydrated and super smooth. Therefore, I highly, highly recommend for you to check out their products. What I love about Cantu Beauty is that they've been a trusted go-to texture hair care solution brand for the entire family for over 10 plus years. Cantu's mission is to relentlessly provide higher quality curl care at a great price. This brand is known to educate and empower users to be their naturally beautiful selves. You can join the Cantu crew by heading over to their website, www.cantubeauty.com to learn more. It's www.cantubeauty.com to learn more. You're listening to episode 23. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to follow All Things Latina Podcast on Instagram for updates on upcoming podcast episodes and inspirational reminders. Have you been thinking of starting a business or maybe you already have a business but are avoiding all things legal? I know it can be a bit intimidating, but the truth of the matter is you shouldn't avoid it or ignore it. It's important to always protect yourself or at the very least stay informed about ways that you can protect your business. On this episode, business and trademark attorney Taylor M. T-Man, a coffee obsessed dog mom of two, will be talking to us about the misconceptions small business owners have when it comes to legal, what the differences between copyright and trademark are, why you should have contracts, and so much more. So listen in, because it's better to be safe than sorry. Now, let's not wait any further, and let's get started. Hi, Taylor. Thank you for joining the All Things Latina podcast today. I am very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Can you talk to us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I am an attorney for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, I've been an attorney for 
I really should figure this out. <laughs> Between four and five years. <laughs> the exact date. Um, and I went to law school here in Los Angeles. Before that, I went to college on the East Coast. I played softball at uh, University of Pennsylvania. Pretty much just like a softball player athlete my whole life and was able to get into a pretty good school set, so I'm thankful. Um, but yeah, I just kind of do my thing. I have a virtual law office in my home when I currently live in Redondo Beach. Um, so I just kind of go to the beach, hang out with my dogs and, and work from home like we're all doing right now. So Taylor, what specifically interests you in the legal field and in specific small businesses? So I... When I first got out of law school, I actually was doing um, civil litigation. So like your really typical personal injury type lawsuits, um, some real estate and then some business litigation. But I had been working for law firms for about four years or so. And I assisted a friend, when was this? Which is like almost a year and a half ago. Um, I have a friend that has a Pilates studio that she was opening up and she asked me for some help with some of her legal matters and I just was like, wow, I really need to be doing something where I'm able to help small business owners because she came to me at a point in time where I, I felt like, oh, do you, you already have an attorney and you need like extra help because she was at the point that I would assume that she had already passed an attorney and I think understanding her position and kind of like the questions she was asking me, I realized like, wow, you know, somebody that is even super on top of her stuff was, was maybe a little nervous or hesitant to talk to an attorney. Um, and then I just started connecting with a lot of other business owners and realized like attorneys have, we do have this reputation that I wish we didn't have, but um, <laughs> people think we're like scary or like really expensive to work with. So I just wanted to be able to offer my, you know, knowledge and expertise to business owners that maybe were nervous to approach attorneys or maybe thought that they were way more expensive than they would be. Um, and then especially within the, like, the Latinx community, we, uh, we don't even have a lot of attorneys to begin with. So I feel like being able to connect with people that understand or some an attorney that understands like your culture and where you're coming from as a business owner is also really helpful. And that's been something that's been awesome to connect with business owners on. Like I I understand like some of the culture references they're making and like things that you grow up with and, and are integrated within your business that maybe some other attorneys just wouldn't understand necessarily. Yes, definitely. And I think that's very important. You know, the fact that you said cultural, I mean, you know, I think that just creates a separate different kind of connection with your client when you understand, um, you know, like you said, the terminology or the intentions behind the business. So I think that's really great that you do that. You know, Um, what are 
some of the I know you named some misconceptions that people usually have, you know, based on the reputation that attorneys have or the cost and things like that. But what would you say are some of the legal actions that small business owners should take seriously when starting a business? I feel that when someone starts a business, um, they just say, I want to start a business, but they forget about the whole legal aspect of things. So what do you say are like some other misconceptions or some actions that people should really take when starting a business? I think that we have to start looking at legal the same way we look at like insurance. Like the first thing a lot of people think of when you start a business is like, oh, do I need insurance? And I think there's a misconception that if you have insurance, you don't need legal because insurance will cover you with everything, but insurance won't always cover you with everything. Um, if something bad happens and then insurance isn't gonna cover you if like somebody takes your business name or you're using a business name that somebody else owns or if somebody takes the design of something that you created. So I think there's more normalcy around insurance and like accounting and like let's all have a CPA, but. I think people really shy away from legal because they just try and avoid it for as long as possible. And I know it's a lot to to deal with and take in, but there are attorneys out there that are, like I'm a a full law firm owner, so it's just me. I'm not like a huge law firm. I think people see this like, when they think legal, they think like big law firm, really expensive, like non-approachable attorneys and they just, kind of push it to the wayside until something comes up and then it's maybe too late at that point. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the longer that a business owner waits, the more risk they're taking because you never you never know. So it's better to just tackle things at the beginning versus just waiting until the last minute when you can probably get all these kind of fees that, you know, business owners not even expecting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know like legal has a not a great reputation all the time and for, for good reason sometimes because I've worked with attorneys that I really haven't liked. Um, but it's the same as every other profession. <laughs> like some people are very expensive and some people are not people, people, and they're not good at working with people. But um, I think there's just this like stigma around legal stuff and attorneys that there's a lot of smaller attorneys like myself. There's a lot of female smaller attorneys. There's a lot of minority female attorneys that are really trying to work with, especially within our communities, and, and make it so it's more approachable. Yes, correct. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now, what would you say is like if if a small business owner needs to do one thing to protect their business, what would the that number one thing be? Um, I'm gonna go with I have like a couple things. Okay, they're all kind of different. Like things protect like different legal protections will protect different legal things, but like I would say top three are probably. Um, if you are concerned about like getting sued or like your personal assets missing with your business assets, things like that, that's where we really need to start looking at forming a, a formal business entity like an LLC or a corporation. Um, when you start a business, you also have to worry about what you're naming it. 
because we don't want to name a business something that already exists or something that uh, somebody may already own the name to and own the rights to and we don't want to have to rebrand later on. And then the third would probably be just making sure we have contracts in place where we need them uh, because it's usually that's uh, one of the conflicts that comes up a lot is people get burned and then they come seek attorneys to, to get some help and then the first thing we say is like hey where's the contract and then they don't have one and then we have to figure out ways if we can even fix it at that point so I'd say the top there probably like trademarks looking at you know the name of what you want to create for your business and then uh, entity like an LLC or something like that like for the legal protection and then the contract Gotcha. Okay. Now there's some confusion I feel um, between copyright and trademark. Um, I know that they can probably be similar, but can you explain to us what the difference is between copyright and trademark and how do we know what we need to copyright and what needs to be trademark? Yeah, definitely. So Sometimes they overlap a little bit, but for the most part, copyright and trademark are different legal rights that you have within your intellectual property. So there's a couple different types of intellectual property. There's copyright, trademark, patents, and trade secrets. But when we're working with small business owners, we're usually working more with copyright and trademark. Um, And that's just the ones that I'm most concerned about people either getting taken advantage of with or just not protecting properly. Trademark is, the the word trademark is actually a legal right that you have for a name or a phrase or like a logo or like some sort of mark that you're using to identify your brand or your business um, and how your customers or clients find you. So like all of our branding essentially ties in with trademark and we want to be able to protect that and make sure that we're not using something that somebody else owns because then we're going to have to stop using it. So trademark kind of revolves around like branding, uh, business names, brand names, etc. Copyright, on the other hand, we're looking at more, it's a little bit more broad, but we're looking at things that we have created that aren't always like our business as a whole, but maybe like content we're creating or if we have designs that we've created, like if we're an artist, we make um, either like prints on paper or t-shirt designs, things that we have uniquely come up with and they came out of our own brain (laughs) and imagination. We We can protect those things for the most part if we have created them uniquely. Um, and sometimes one item can be trademarked and copyrighted. Sometimes one item can only be uh, copyrighted. So it kind of depends on what excuse me, depends on what we're looking at. But um, they are they're they're pretty similar with respect to intellectual property, but they protect different um, intellectual property rights that we have. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It's good to know the difference between both. Um, Now, would you say, now that we're talking about intellectual property, 
are we are we able to copyright, let's say, a brand as a whole for the different individual creations? Or do you have to copyright each individual creation that's unique? You're going to have to copyright each individual creation. So like if we have a, um, let's say we have like an apparel brand and we have different designs on each of the shirts. If all those designs are different, we're going to have to copyright protect those. Uh, but if we had an apparel brand and it was named something um, like, like um, I'm looking at a poster, like summer apparel or something, we could trademark protect the name summer apparel probably depending on the legal stuff behind it and, and what other names exist but you can protect the brand name as that name that spells apparel and then within that you can copyright protect the design that you sell either on the shirt or like sometimes you can protect uh, like print um, on apparel different, different things so there's, when we're looking at a brand or a business as a whole, there's probably lots and lots of things going on that we can protect. Hmm. Um, so it just it just kind of depends on like you know what the what the budget is, what we're creating, what we're selling, what's making money, etc. Gotcha. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Definitely. Now this leads me into business contracts. I know you mentioned business contracts a little earlier. How important are business contracts? Very. They, they're important for a couple of different reasons. And first and foremost, just because they look, um, they just make you look like a professional. Like if, if, um, for example, I have a client that does some influencer work and anytime she is working with a new brand, if they don't have a contract for her, I am automatically questioning what's going on over there because it, to me, it seems like they might not do this that often or they just prefer not to work with contracts. Um, so my, I kind of like red flags go up if there's no contract, um, just from a professional standpoint. but. Nine times out of ten, there's probably not going to be something that goes wrong that you're going to have to have the contract, but that one time that something does go wrong, we need to see that contract and we need to see what it says, what you agreed to. Um, There's a lot of different things that can go in the contract, like payment terms, uh, what's expected of you. It's It's just a really good document to not only show what both parties can expect from each other, but also if there's like a miscommunication or if there's a dispute, we always look to the contract. And if the contract doesn't exist, then we're gonna have a really hard time trying to figure out how to fix it. But if the contract does exist, we have a lot of different ways that we can kind of either get out of the problem or fix the problem or address it. So it's kind of like a uh, a roadmap for any type of relationship, business relationship that you have. True. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So um, basically just having a contract for pretty much any kind of partnership, whether you're an influencer, whether you're utilizing a vendor, um, basically everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> everything. I mean, some industries just don't use contracts all the time. It also depends on the, the industry norm. Um, but ideally, 
we, I, I like to have them all the time. Um, I know some, like, some people in the music industry don't use them all of the time for everything, but once you get to that, that higher level of, uh, you know, selling a lot or being really recognizable as a business or a brand, if you don't have your contract, people are going to start questioning what's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, legal is very, very important. <laughs> Not only for a professional standpoint, but also, you know, to cover to cover anything, any kind of issues that may arise in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know, what's your favorite thing about being a business attorney? I think it... Cool. I think it's, I I honestly, being able to, like, not translate, but make the legal concept more understandable and have people under, like, have people get it and have it click and then have them go like, oh, I don't know why I did this, do this at first, or like, oh, I get this now. Um, Because I think that I, I have this, like, view of the legal system and law of, that it's just a bunch of like fancy words <laughs> that <laughs> a bunch of lawyers understand because we went to school to read the, the fancy words but anyone that takes a bunch of time reading a contract like you could sit there with a dictionary and probably figure it out it's going to take you a long time but it, it's going to be annoying um, but there's just it's not like we're working with crazy like physics formulas or I don't even know. It's not math. It's just words. So I think being able to kind of translate that for people and let them understand, like, okay, this is something I can actually craft, um, and I get it, and I, I know why it's important now. I think that's that part of being a, a, this type of attorney. So the clients I was working with before in law firms, not only did I not get to pick them because it wasn't my law firm, but... Um, I worked in very specific areas of the law, so I was just doing, like, one type of case all the time, day in, day out. But I'm working with a bunch of different types of business owners now. Um, I get to review areas of the law frequently, which is more fun for me, but it's also, it's really awesome to be able to explain something to someone and have them be like, wow, I get it, like, thank you. Like, I, I thought this was so much more difficult than it was, and it's like, Yeah, definitely. And I see that through your work that you post on social media. If you guys haven't followed her on social media, like, please do so. Her information is very, like, simple to understand because I know that sometimes these legal terms can be um, a bit intimidating and overwhelming that you just don't know. Like sometimes I'll get contracts for partnerships and I'm like, whoa, this is just like you said, it does take a while to try to read and see what each term means. And it can get a bit like complicated. Um, So it can be intimidated. So intimidating. So I do like your style of how you relate the information because it's easy to follow um now can can you talk to us about your services what kind of services do you provide and what are some of the categories of businesses that you focus on mainly yeah so i offer um well first of all my services are 
I bill a flat fee, um, which is different from how people usually view attorneys. A lot of people think that attorneys charge by the hour, which many of them do. Many of them are in different areas of the law where that's more beneficial, but in this specific area that I help my clients in, I'm able to tell them upfront what it, the cost is going to be. So that is easier for me, but it's also more assuring for them because you're not going into something thinking like, wow, how much am I going to get charged for this? Like, you know exactly what's coming. So that's another benefit of being able to kind of do your own thing and, and pick how you want to run stuff. But, um, I have clients I work with on a one-on-one basis where we do more of like a all a cart type service where if somebody needs me to either file a trademark application or review a contract for them or draft a contract for them or even get their LLC taken care of and filed. Um, I have clients that we just do like one or two projects at a time. And then I also have clients that are on a recurring monthly basis. So I have clients that pay a monthly fee to be able to ask me anything they want. Whenever they want, they get advice whenever they need it. Um, And then they also get discounted on all of my services. So I do have a legal services monthly subscription that is available um, for people that are business owners that maybe need access to an attorney more frequently and need to ask questions. Um, And that has proven really beneficial for both sides because I mean, most attorneys will tell you they don't like to go by the hour and you gotta count those at the end of (laughs) whatever you're counting it. Um, so it's easier for everyone involved and it's also a lot more accessible, I know, because the monthly fees are between 150 and uh, I think right now they're 300 a month versus, you know, contacting an attorney for maybe an hour or two of their time, that might cost you right there with $300. So mm-hmm. it, it's been awesome being able to help business owners that are way more affordable parts for them and then on my end, it's way easier to tracking keep everything controlled and, and, you know, I'm able to keep a lower overhead and help business owners that way. Definitely. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, can you tell us where the audience can find you on social media or website? Yeah, I am on Instagram all of the time. <laughs> and my Instagram handle is Taylor M. Timmerney. Taylor, T A Y L O R M, and then Keenan, T I E M A N, underscore E S Q. I might change that soon to just read one because that's easier to But that's my account handle. And then I have a Facebook business page, but I also have a website, com, And then my email is posted everywhere. But, um, I do, like, I'm, because I'm, I'm the only one writing the show, like, if you email me or if you message me, like, you'll be talking to me. Uh, most law firms, they have, like, an intake process where you might be talking to, like, an intake specialist or someone else like that, but you'll be, you'll be directly contacting me, which means I do have to take a little more additional time to get back to people, but <laughs> you'll be talking to me if you message me. That's fantastic. So at least they know that when they're emailing you, it's you that they're talking to, not a machine, not someone else, but it's you. So I think that's great. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. 
Um, maybe just, I think just knowing that there's options out there that are not like a big scary law firm and they're a little bit, and there's other options that are, I know there's like cheaper legal zoom or legal shield or things like that. I know they're great, um, but just knowing what, what exists and what is out there for you because it's not just, you know, legal zoom or big huge law firm. There's solo attorneys in between that, um, you know, we have the legal expertise for ready to give you at not crazy prices on a huge law firm. So we exist, we're out here, you just gotta look for us and, and not be not be hesitant about legal stuff. I know it's easier said than done, but because um, I'm that way with like taxes. I just don't even like it. I just pay someone and like here, handle it. <laughs> but um, yeah, just like being cognizant that there's people out here ready to help. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Taylor, for joining me today and answering some some questions that, you know, that we had just to clarify about the misconceptions of legal and things to do when you're starting a business. Um, and may, I'll, I'll make sure for those of you that didn't catch her social media handles or um website. I'll go ahead and leave it on the description of this episode so you can find her information there or her information will also be on my Instagram and I'll go ahead and tag her so you guys can check her out. So thank you so much, Taylor. It was great having you on my podcast today. So um, definitely looking forward to any questions that we may get. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, you know, knowing that there's business owners like you out there that are willing to share this information is great too Yes, we just have to put it out there and hopefully, you know, we have uh, business owners that are taking notes and are um, learning from this. So that makes me very excited uh, to know that, you know, this information will be beneficial to either someone starting or even if you already have a business established, like it, it's good to take legal serious. Don't get scared if it's legal. I know it can be a little scary, but it's something Something that needs to be done. You're better safe than sorry at the end of the day. Yep, exactly. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember that if someone else can accomplish something, why not you?